Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast with Mark and Justin. This is the podcast you're looking for. Don't go about your business. Stay here. Well, go about your business and listen. And then you can move along. Move along. And may the force be with you, always. Welcome to Star Wars Apologetics, Attack of the Clones edition, with your hosts, Mark and Justin. Welcome everyone to Star Wars Apologetics. This is Series 2, Attack of the Clones edition. My name is Justin, and today we'll be talking about Anakin and his fall to the dark side, kind of what uh, pushed him in that direction as far as actions go. And then we'll be talking a little bit more about Anakin and Padme and uh, their relationship. And then we'll get into how Count Dooku deceives the Jedi by telling them the truth. Let's get into it and get it started with Anakin and his mother. Uh, so Anakin is too late to save his mother. You know, that's a, that's a key moment in the saga. We see how even the best of Jedi can give in to hate. You know, who wouldn't feel that way? If you walk in, you've been having these nightmares about your mother dying for months. You finally decide to go do something about it. And you get there and the only thing that is left is she's, you know, beaten and scarred and she dies in your arms. I mean, who wouldn't want to take revenge at that point? Um... You know, that's pretty heavy stuff. And I think that Hayden Christensen played this this scene, this part, perfectly. I, I think that's what he was chosen for, is his ability to go from, you know, joy is finally meeting, getting into his mother, to heartache, to seeing what was been done to her, and how she dies, and then anger. Like, I'm going to get revenge on these guys. You know, all in a matter of a minute, 30 seconds, you know. That's a lot of emotion that he was able to portray very effectively and you know he he goes full board on those Tusken Raiders I mean he has the ability to to end their lives I mean mean, what is he supposed to do is he supposed to just be like oh that sucks my mom died oh well see you guys Be, be safe you know don't do anything stupid is he supposed to just walk away from that well yeah and I think if any one of us had a similar situation it would about be the same, right? But that's why I'm fully aware that <laughs> if that happened, I would be I would be a Sith. If the Force was real, I'd be a Sith. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would be. And I think, you know, that comes with it because if something like this did happen, that's what I would do. And um, I don't know. Why do you think that Palpatine didn't pick him up then? Is it because he had Dooku or because he just wanted him to continue to train? I think it's both. I think he had Dooku. He, he could have got rid of Dooku, but Dooku was playing a role that was working. And his his goal wasn't to just get Anakin. I think as Anakin grew up, he's like, oh, this guy's pretty powerful. I think that was kind of like an on-the-fly move. And he wanted to destroy the Jedi. And so he needed Dooku to play that role. And, you know, he planted the seeds in Anakin. I think that's what we see in this part. 
as he plants the seeds and he wants to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things that are like just too perfect. You know, like he never told a single other soul in his, in his life and Padme never told another single soul in her life and his mom just died and he never mentioned it to Obi-Wan. He murders hundreds of people, never tells Obi-Wan, right? It's just like one of those crazy things that like how how did nobody know? What's well, his deepest, darkest secret? You know, he's well, not going to tell his, his master, oh yeah, I kill all these people. <laughs> you know, he's gonna, that's mean, the secret. That's part but of I problem. guess like if because years go by until the third one and it's like he never tried to make amends with that. He just held on to that secrecy and anger and frustration like he didn't think like, hmm, I should be a Jedi. I should be, you know, I'm doing all this Jedi training. I should address this. Yeah. Well, I, well we don't know what the repentance process was for Jedi, right? Um, it could just be like, oh, I was weak. I did this thing. I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then he does all these great things to make up for it. You know, that could have been his reasoning. Um, my question is, how do you think Obi-Wan would react in this situation? Oh, geez, huh? He'd probably arrest him, right? Uh, <laughs> On Tatooine? For sure. Lawless planet? It's the Wild West? Well, <laughs> you would tell him to turn himself in. Uh, right. I don't think you'd arrest him like to the point. Put your hands behind your back. He's right. But, you know, I think you would tell him to turn himself in, convince him. But it's like you say, what's the repentance process? Because I've played all the Star Wars games <laughs> and repentance process is, hey, folks, I'm sorry. I'm really good. <laughs> oh, OK. Welcome back to the fold. See? Come be our buddy. Yeah. Right. Like and, you know, I, I get that those are the games, but, you know, um, and so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the you know well, I think, what Obi Wan would have done. Yeah, I think we kind of see it in the Clone Wars where he he has the his girlfriend that's not his girlfriend the Queen Satine. Oh yeah, and she dies right. Yeah, Darth Maul kills her. I can't remember what he did. Didn't he lose it for a little bit? I he, don't remember. I mean, he lost uh, I've it only when seen Qui-Gon bits died. and pieces of that. When Qui-Gon died, he went after Maul like nothing, right? But Yeah, and I think that's why there's like, too, there's such a thing as like with the Jedi, like righteous anger. Yeah. And I think that's okay. But there's a difference between righteous anger and like killing everyone. All on destruction and murder and just like, I mean, he took righteous anger and took it to the point of vengeance. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree and, with that. And so, but I don't know what he'd do. And I, same thing, just so, so crazy how it all ends up, you know, barely misses. Like he, he probably, if he got there an hour earlier, she would have lived. Yeah. Because she was alive when he arrived. Yeah. And, uh, well, and he murders them all. But, and, but then he tells, he tells, what's it? He tells Palpatine about it. Uh-huh. But he never tells a single soul. Well, I think he he feels he lays it at the feet of the Jedi. Maybe he feels less judged. Yeah, I'm sure that's part Palpatine, of it. Like, Palpatine's like, like oh, I yeah. can tell him he's not going to judge me. He's not going to tell me I'm a bad Jedi. Yeah, I think that definitely plays into it. I think he he kind of blames the Jedi too. It's like I, you know I've been having these dreams for months, 
And they've never said, yeah, you should go check that out. You should go see what's going on, right? They're just like, yeah, that's, you know, dreams pass in time. That's what Obi-Wan says. So I, I'm sure he blames the Jedi to some degree because I think he realizes, like you said, hey, if I would have been there a day early, nothing would have happened. It would have been fine. I could have rescued her and she'd still be alive and I could leave her with the Lars, my my stepbrother, and just go back to being a Jedi, you know, or whatever and, he wanted to do with her. Then why do you think Padme's so blown out of the water when Obi-Wan tells her he's gone to the dark side? Because she saw it firsthand. Yeah. What happens? Well, I, I think, I don't know. I just go back to if, if that would have happened to me, Sith Lord or Jedi or whatever, I think I would have reacted the same. And I think, I don't know. I think if you make up for it by being like, okay, well, I'll do better now. And he does. He does do better. <laughs> then I will kill 10 <laughs> less people this week. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, when he does talk to Padme, he's like, I know I, I'm knowing better than that. You know, I did this terrible thing, but I know I'm better than that. And I think she just plays it off as, you know, he, she doesn't know the extent of it. I mean, she, he knows, or she knows that he killed the, the men, women, and children, but he doesn't know, she doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. She uh, No, I get what you're saying. Like, she doesn't know, like, like, I think in her mind, she thinks somewhere along the lines of righteous anger, yeah. not hateful vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's a key moment in the whole saga. I mean, you get to see Anakin's anger and how he starts the slide to the dark side. I think before this, he was just kind of just a teenager right you know he's got his his problems his emotions but this is when he does the first act of going to the dark side mm-hmm. um so padme i think we talked a little bit about this before padme admits that she loves anakin in the arena um they i'll just touch on some things that i wrote um you know they they both think they're going to be killed in the arena but we know they're not going to be killed because of the original trilogy, right? Luke and Leia have to be born. But they, <laughs> but they believe that. And so Padme, my, my thoughts are, you know, what has Padme got to lose? You know, she's attracted to him. The reasonable Padme knows it can't work if they live in this real world that she talked about early, earlier in the film. But if your real world is about to end, why not tell the one that you love that you love them in your final moments? So... That's kind of my thoughts on why she told him that she loved him. And then we get to hear the one of the most uh, romantic Star Wars themes in in the saga, perhaps all of cinema, which is Across the Stars by John Williams, which I always like to listen to. Any additional thoughts on, on that, Mark? She could have done better. <laughs> she should have stuck with Paulo. Paulo, yeah, in a name like Paulo. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like some, I don't know, Hispanic sex man or something. But no, in all honesty, I, I mean, cool, but I've always just felt like it was just forced, yeah. you know, forced writing or something. Or maybe it had to happen so quick you couldn't couldn't put more into it. And I know, like you said, I've seen those deleted scenes. That brought more to the table. And maybe that's what it needed 
as the movie as a whole to make it better, to fit yeah. better. But as the original movie stands, I just I, I didn't like it. Just fills it, and like you say, like oh well, I'm attracted to this guy. I might as well tell him I love him because I'm gonna die. And oh, I survive, but I guess I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Crap, man. Well, good luck fighting the war. See ya. <laughs> And I, there's a couple other thoughts that I will talk about in other episodes. But anyway, so Dooku and Obi-Wan talk. When Obi-Wan gets captured, uh, he's being held prisoner in this energy field. And, you know, that just in and of itself is pretty cool. Dooku comes in starts taunting him, you know, starts talking crap to, about the Jedi to him. But then he tells Obi-Wan all about the Sith plan. He just says, yeah, this is what's going on. Darth Sidious is in control of the Senate and he's running things. And you guys don't even know. And it's so out there that Obi-Wan's like, nah, that's a lie. You're just making stuff up. He doesn't believe him, but it's the truth, right? And so then Dooku moves into, well, Qui-Gon Jinn would have believed me. You know, he would have joined me. Kind of given some digs, like, you know, how Qui-Gon was a better Jedi than Obi-Wan. And so we, and then we learned that Qui-Gon was Dooku's Padawan. So I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Do you think Qui-Gon really would have joined him? Uh, I think at if this Qui- point, at this point in the story, no, I think five years earlier, he might've. Cause I think once the war started or, you know, the separatists started separating and conflict started. I don't think, because there was probably battles before the war, right? Uh, I don't think he would have joined that. But I think once the ideas of, hey, you know, the we need to separate from, from these guys, I think he could have. I think he might have. Because that's why Dooku left, right? Yeah. Because of the war and everything. He's like, you know, look, this is not Jedi. Yeah. And... And and I wonder too why why no one saw that like nobody could be because yeah I mean he became you know evil and when Yoda and and Dooku were, were dueling you know he says powerful you've become you know my young apprentice um, you know so obviously Yoda's seen that he he's taken this like to power but Yoda also had to have known why he left in the first place and it wasn't because he was dishonest it wasn't because he was a bad Jedi and hated Jedi ideals it was because he felt the Jedi lost his way he was still a good guy he still wanted good things which is why Mace Windu couldn't kill him because he was friends with them and he knew who he was and he wasn't that guy I mean he had changed now but he hadn't changed so much that no this guy's a complete liar even though he told us this complete Jedi plan or Sith plan, we're just going to discount what he did because he can throw some lightning out of his fingers. You know, and I always thought that was crazy because, you know, Mace didn't kill him because he thinks he's a good guy, but I'm not going to believe what he says even though he told me exactly who Darth Sidious was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, I mean, hmm, I think that's weird. I think that's, once again... Writing made to be perfect. Uh, I I don't want to take away from your your talk points. I think they're great. I think you know it, this is a good idea to make one of the films because this is huge, right? This is huge, yeah. but it's so ignored and so cast out because they say like even well, hmm, maybe we should watch Palpatine. Maybe we you know they said that, 
They straight out said that. And even with him changing all these laws and changing everything else, they still wouldn't believe it. But that was in the third episode after this film. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like even after this warning, they still allowed him to do all that stuff. Even after saying we'll watch him, even after, you know, whatever, they continued to allow it. Mm -hmm. And – and that's why I say – that's why I always say I'm, I would be a Sith. Dooku was right. Yeah. And I think that's what's revealed in this prequel trilogy and why a lot of people don't like it. As we see, you know, in the original trilogy, we see how – or we think that the Jedi are all powerful. They're this benevolent force. They did all these great things. And I think that's how they used to be, like 500 years before. But somehow between 500 years and – you know, the, this, these movies, episodes one, two, and three, they're not the same Jedi. They're weak. They're, I don't know, they're just arrogant. Like Yoda said, you know, they're, they're different. And so, they're complacent. Yeah. And so they're not this entity or this organization that we all thought they were in the original trilogy. And I, that's v- portrayed very well in these movies. And that's one of the reasons why people don't like it. Because they're not... These, you know, awesome people who saved the day, they're flawed. So anyway, I, th- I always thought, you know how in episode one, uh, Qui-Gon is killed by Darth Maul. And I, I always thought that Qui-Gon should have lived. Darth Maul should have lived. Uh, somehow they should have come to a draw. Well, or Darth Maul did live, right? <laughs> True. Yeah, he comes <laughs> back in the Clone Wars. But um, something where Qui-Gon doesn't die. But he's the one that leaves instead of Dooku. Like, Dooku's never, like, a, a created character, at least in this role. Instead of Dooku leaving, it's Qui-Gon that leaves because he's disaffected with the Jedi. How much more powerful would that have been when, not only in this scene, with him showing up to Obi-Wan and being like, hey, remember me, your old master? You know, that type of thing. And then when when he fights Yoda, you know how impactful would that have been to see like a a fallen Jedi Qui Gon fighting Yoda? I think it would have been a lot more impactful if that would have been the case instead of Dooku. But do you think if Qui Gon would have stayed? Because Qui Gon, and from what I've read, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Qui Gon and Dooku and Windu, they were like some of the most influential Jedi around. Yeah. People respected him and knew who they were. Duke would already left at this point. But if Qui-Gon would have been alive, do you think he would have stopped it? Do you think it would have changed the whole story? Because I happen to think Qui-Gon would have known. He would have been like, no, look, this guy is. Like, look, he's crazy. Look at all this insane stuff that's going on. This has to be Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would have caught, caught the whole lie? If he hadn't have left the Jedi I think probably but that's my point is I think he would have left if he would have been the one to leave because he didn't believe in the Jedi and what their mission was or what they were doing anymore and he's like well Darth Sidious has a better way so I'm going to do that but I think if he hadn't left he had lived I think yeah he would have been a little more in tune with things because that was always his thing he was in tune with the living force and that's what made him different and it didn't seem like he was as close-minded. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, and you get that right from the moment from what uh, in episode one when Obi Wan says to him, "If you would just listen to the 
the council. You would be on the council. Yeah. And it was almost like he was putting a point like, well, that's part of the problem. Like you can't just follow. Like you have to use the force for something greater than just what the council says. Yeah. And then – but yeah, this part, I mean like it was a big moment. You can't lie. But it, the result of it was so silly. Like it might as well not have ever happened because that's what it was treated like. You know, and he, here this this huge reveals made, and and I think you know you can kind of see in Obi Wan's eyes that he probably knew that yeah you're right Qui Gon probably would have left, uh, but that that's all it ever gets to, like nobody took it serious, so he might as well have not said anything, and maybe that was part of the deception they were trying to hey feed him some truth, and then he they can't tell the difference from the lies. Yeah. I think that's that's it. You know, everyone thinks the Sith are these bad guys and evil and all that stuff. How could they possibly tell the truth? But they, the Sith always tell the truth. Vader told the truth to Luke. Sidious told the truth to Luke. And they've always told the truth. They're just opposite sides of the same coin, really. Yeah. And so it's the Jedi who've lied. Obi-Wan lied to Luke. Yeah. They asked... They asked um, uh, Anakin to be deceiving. Yeah. That's true. I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah. Maybe the Sith are really Jedi. <laughs> the Sith are the good guys in this film. <laughs> the Sith. <laughs> Go Palpatine. But no, uh, yeah, interesting. That's I didn't think about that before. That's a good point. Yeah. But I think uh, so they, they didn't really have time to investigate this or pay attention to the allegations. I mean, we all know it's true, right? But Obi-Wan, who doesn't, they all b- believe Dooku is is a bad guy now, so why would he tell them the truth? So mm-hmm. their perspective is, you know, I don't know about this. We'll have to check it out. Uh, but then there's this war they got to do. They got to fight this war. They got to protect people. And they're drawn into the war, and that kind of stalls anything that they could have done to look into it, basically. With Jedi, you know, being the leaders of being the generals in the war. You know, they didn't have time mm-hmm. for much else. So so we see how the Clone Wars is a great distraction for the Jedi. I mean, I think maybe initially it was definitely, you know, a lot of crises, a lot of drama. You know, they, were, they have to react to this new situation. They got these new clones. So a lot of stuff happened at first. And we do see in the Clone Wars season six, I believe it is, where... They finally decided to figure out what happened and, you know, how did the Clone Wars start? What happened with uh, the Jedi Master Sifo Dyas? So they start to, you know, they have a little more time as things are more under control. So they start to explore, you know, hey, what's going on here? What's, you know, who is Sifo Dyas? Um, well, they know who Sifo Dyas is, but what was he doing? How did he get the clone army without us knowing about it? So eventually they get there, but by then it's pretty much too late. And then also in the previous um, established novels before Disney bought out the the franchise, there was a novel um, that was set right before the episode three novel that talked about how, you know, the Jedi Council, the Jedi were figuring out who Darth Sidious was and who the master of Darth Tyrannus, a.k.a. Count Dooku was. And they're just about to close in on him. And then, you know, episode three starts. So that was a pretty good story. Um, 
check it out if you can. Labyrinth of Evil is what it's called. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for this episode. Episode three of Star Wars Apologetics, Series 2, Attack of the Clones. And next up, we'll get into more about um, this movie and what we like about it. So thanks for joining us here. Definitely check us out on our social media stuff at Credible Nerds. Go to our webpage, CredibleNerds.com. And we got lots of posts there. So thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. And may the Force be with you.